recording. <laughs> Here we go. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Create Ideas in Commercial Real Estate. This is Ashley Koltonsky, your host. I am joined today with a graphic designer. We all love graphic designers, Francesca Carey. Welcome. Hello. Happy to be here. <laughs> Francesca. It's early in the morning if people don't know. Who knows when they'll listen to it. So yeah, us, we are, we're making a sacrifice for <laughs> and ideas. <laughs> so Francesca, it works at Cushman and Wakefield. She, uh, Cushman and Wakefield's a global service, global real estate services provider. I'm sure most of the listeners on the show have heard of them because they're in mostly every major market. Uh, and she services the Philadelphia area offices, which are abundant. There's some inner city offices and then there's some suburban offices. And she also works a little bit with the Baltimore area. So you are a busy woman at what you do. Yes. Um, so yes. Hello. 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 I'm Francesca Carey. I'll give you the spiel. I'll give everyone. I am a graphic designer in the Philadelphia office and I serve the Philadelphia and Baltimore regions. And I'd say that the nature of the work that I do is not entirely focused on one service line. I really I really, you know, am a jack of all trades and someone who kind of dips into every service line and interacts with a lot of different departments. So it's, it's fun. It's what fun kind of projects do. do you do? Just give a little spiel about work. That so work with a broker. I on. feel like with every service line comes like your typical project. So the work that I do ranges from property marketing, which involves like logo creation, brochure creation, uh, websites, emails, things like that, to capital markets, uh, investment sales for multifamily and retail. And that'll be broker opinion of values and offering memorandums for, you know, owners and then investors. And I also work with our research department a lot more so recently, helping create reports, updating data on reports, um, you know, things like team brochures for specific uh, brokers. And recently I worked on an interactive PDF, which I don't know. Maybe let's. How do you I feel about think, that? <laughs> I don't think there is necessary. This is like, this is fresh. I'm coming to you with this yeah. fresh. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're as cool as everyone thinks they are. Really? And they become a lot less cool when you're the one designing them and realize that there are so many bugs in InDesign when it comes to creating interactive PDFs. Like, I learned through you know the great people of the internet who actually dive deeper into these bugs that you can layer things in InDesign and you know in InDesign a layer that you put under another layer shows up underneath that layer but in the pdf if you the layers show up based on how you created them. So if you created a layer before another one in InDesign, but you're like, no, wait, I want that to show up underneath. 
it will still show up on top mm. of the other. And in my case, cover up my information. So mm. they are very cool, but yes. yeah, they're, they're a lot of work. I did a couple um, interactive PDFs that were property tours, like interactive tours mm-hmm. and building that out. It took many weeks and yeah, it's, it's tricky. I think it's cool. It's a fun, like, I always like the challenge of kind of learning a new design. Yes. So I would say that there were, there was a lot of problem solving involved and Mm -hmm. like the amount of time that it took wasn't the greatest, but it was cool to kind of exemplify like how we problem solve when we design and you know, sometimes we do the same things all the time and we don't necessarily have to look into new things. And I'm the type of person who I really like, I can't sit and watch videos. Like I can't sit and be like, I don't really need to know this thing right now, but it'd be interesting to know for me, I kind of need to have the problem right in front of me and the urgency. And then I'll watch the bit because it's, it's like more of a need and you're like, I need to know how to do this right now. So I'm really going to pay attention and focus. Yeah. 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 I'm the same way. I'm like a hands-on learner. Yeah. So um, today we want to talk about you obviously serve brokers as an in-house graphic design marketing professional for Cushman and Wakefield. So Mm -hmm. brokers, or even I've seen some of your work. Um, that are also internal projects too, you know, like Mm -hmm. an internal meeting or what what have you. But we want to talk, we've talked about this a couple of times now, about (laughs) creating strategic partnerships with Mm -hmm. brokerage. And tell me what that means to you, that phrase, creating strategic strategic partnerships. So where I kind of came about the term strategic partner is after reading this book called Managing Corporate Design Best Practices for In-House Graphic Design Departments by Peter Phillips. And that was recommended to me by a very talented individual in Cushman and Wakefield named Vile. I will not say his last name because I will probably mess it up, (laughs) but he is in our creative agency within Cushman and Wakefield, which strictly works on property marketing for class A trophy buildings. Like the people he works with, the brokers he work with are a thousand percent prepared to go through the process. Like, Mm -hmm. no, we need this in two days. There's, this is this process. If you want you know, trophy building class A work. Yeah. So they'll go through, you know, branding brainstorm sessions and he'll give them very realistic, feasible timelines. Um, So him as a person was just like very inspiring. So I'm like, if he recommended this book, I'm going to read it. And at the time it was like $2 when I ordered it, but like $5 (laughs) was shipping. But now when you go online, it's 25. And I'm like, did I (laughs) I increase sales because I really I tell all my graphic designer friends about it because a lot of them work in advertising um, which is my background in schooling but a lot of them do work in-house as corporate graphic designers and even Vile said like to the T this is the nature of the work we do at Cushman and Wakefield and 
he said in our meeting, so I was speaking with him because I held an informational interview um, with him, just trying to get to know him and other colleagues within Cushman and Wakefield. And he said in our meeting was that, and it gave me chills, but then I found out, oh, <laughs> this is like a line from the book. So the gist of the book is basically being less of a task taker and more of a strategic partner. And for me, I'm like, ooh, chills, because you realize like, am I being a task taker? And when I first read the book, it, the beginning of the book basically talks about how important marketing and graphic design is to corporate companies, but how undervalued it is at times, like people need it, but they kind of take it for granted or they, they don't quite understand everything that goes into it. So when I first read it, I'm like, I feel bad. Like, should I feel bad about this? But then, you know, as you and I have talked about, I kind of had the realization that, you know, if I'm feeling undervalued, it's like a two-way street. It's not entirely like anyone else's fault. And I have the power to establish myself as that strategic partner and to kind of be, be more assertive and like the things that I need from people I'm collaborating with. So strategic partner to me has been really important and I've used it in a lot of conversations because it's, it makes a huge difference to speak to someone in terms of like, happy to serve you, like can't wait to help you out with this versus like excited to collaborate, like looking forward to, you know, joining forces on this, things like that. So a strategic partner is someone who doesn't work, you know, one in front of the other, someone's job's more important than the other, like everyone has the same goal we're working aside one another and that's how we're going to make make good work happen and I I think it shows yeah and I think it shows when someone is a task taker versus a strategic partner because to me a task taker is just like a yes a yes man or woman and a strategic partner is someone who ask questions Mm. and sets sets themselves up for success so that others on their team can be set up for success um so that's that's just what I'm trying to be I love in my job and moving forward yeah I feel like that is an attitude that you're now embodying and you've had that awareness of how how much that makes sense from the book and just being inspired by that It's reminding me of a story when I was a few jobs ago, I um, was working with a team and I remember saying to someone, I was like, oh yeah, I work for so-and-so. And And that, so (laughs) a woman corrected me. Yeah. And she said, no, you don't work for so-and-so you work with so-and-so and that like little teeny tiny shift in just the language of how I recognize myself as a teammate and not, as you're saying, a task taker where I'm just Mm -hmm. serving someone, where I'm just working under someone. No, I'm working with, I'm collaborating. I am, I am a partner in this group. I am not 
lower or less important or less equal. So I love everything you're saying about, you know, if you have to create what you think is your value and you have to kind of embody that attitude. And I think that is why I wanted to have you on the show to share that story and share your feelings on this, because I think marketing and the reason this podcast exists is because I want to highlight why marketing and communication professionals are so important and vital. And this theory, creating strategic partnerships, and what you are working towards with all of the teams that you work on is, I love it. I think it's so important. So let's take a step back, which I should have asked first, but this was a good lead in. Um, tell me from your perspective as a graphic design, per, like specifically working, you do layout design, you do graphics, you're, you're really a creative on, on the side of marketing communications. Why is marketing and design so critical in CRE? So I'm finding that in commercial real estate, having good marketing can really make all the difference. And in commercial real estate, a lot of companies really want to be thought leaders and they kind of want to be trendsetters, people, people who are doing things differently. So I think in commercial real estate, marketing is really important because it tells the story. I mean, it, in commercial real estate in general, it tells the story and I think really awesome things can happen when you take the insight from brokerage, research, business development professionals, and, you know, give it to a graphic designer or a marketer or partner with them and, you know, take all of that away. Because when we're all working together and working you know, to our strengths and giving each other the work that we need or like the information and insight that we need. I think that gives graphic designers and marketers kind of the leverage to just take it away. Um, I think that people have really short attention spans nowadays. So making or creating things that are like easily digestible and comprehensible are important, whether it's in a brochure, whether yes. it's in a pitch, in, in pitches especially, we've really gone away from the create something out of nothing, boilerplate PowerPoint into these like actual you know, strategic processes where what you see on, on the screen is like strictly supplemental and you're just trying to have a conversation, but yes, what you, what you do such have a good a designer, you're singing <laughs> everything that I talk about. So I love yeah. it. Yeah. And what, what is on the screen obviously has to be impactful as well. And I think it's been interesting to see and to even research um, things that are being done or that can be done in commercial real estate that are a little more eye-catching, even things as simple as, you know what, let's send them something that's like a really awkward, unforgettable size. And you're like, okay, like that's fine. And they're like, let's, let's laminate it. So like, it's hard <laughs> to throw it out. Like, okay, so, things like that. It's like, figuring out how to make yourself noteworthy. And also I think marketing 
So I don't do a ton of research um, in terms of like things like events. Like I worked with a few marketing coordinators where they were kind of involved in more of the budget and figuring out based on the building, what would be uh, a promo item or what would be the theme of an event for a building like mm -hmm. this. And I worked on, or I'm working on more of the property marketing for it. So we're just really planning ahead. And I think marketing is important in the way that we see things differently and we know how to take what brokers, researchers, anyone tells us and turn it into something super creative. So these marketing coordinators came back with like these really awesome ideas and to see the brokers respond to it and just to see how if you give someone enough information, they can really, really deliver for mm -hmm. you. So We're I think- we put in the creative flair of what they're trying to yeah. do. Both we don't just make things pop. Yeah. Okay? We, we do, but, but not just that. <laughs> and it's very strategic in the sense that, like you to what you said, we understand how to communicate. We understand how to take a lot of information and make it concise and make it understandable. Mm -hmm. We understand what's important um, to really highlight. So yeah, I just, I think quality marketing and there are different scales of projects. We know, you know, like VLA works on kind of like the top tier projects of Wakefield, mm -hmm. but it's pretty obvious when you see property marketing materials from someone who spent time on it and someone who, you know, maybe spent less time on it. And I know that there are mm -hmm. scenarios for both of those things, but quality, high-class top tier class A trophy properties deserve that time and attention. And that's where experts like you come in and, you know, give your time and attention and work to those. So anyways, moving back into creating strategic partnerships, how do we do this, Francesca? How can we first, I guess, let's look at, let's talk about maybe the top couple pain points in working through projects with brokers. We love you brokers, mm -hmm. no hard feelings, but I think every marketing professional in our business has come across issues. And the, the point of the show is to really, let's talk about them. Let's think you have great advice on just how both sides of the table can come together and create this partnership so that we are all working better together and producing quality work and timely work. We all know that in commercial real estate, time is of the essence. We're usually, you know, put on strict deadlines or we need things yesterday. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So pain, pain. I don't feel pain at least, but there are <laughs> times where it's like, oh man, this is super counterproductive. Um, but I think Overall, like I said, working to everyone's strengths, brokers, very intelligent, very insightful when it comes to their markets. Um, pretty amazed when, you know, someone brings up a building and a broker can tell you like their availabilities and vacancies, things like that. They can just drop knowledge about their market and about buildings 
in their area. And I always tell brokers, I'm like, I need you because what you give me helps me give you something. So I think first and foremost, it's working to everyone's strengths and everyone being those strategic partners and communicating effectively so that you can work collaboratively. Um, Another thing I would say is kind of in like a more technical way, getting everything you need from a broker. Um, Sometimes someone can come to you and say, here's what I need. And and that's it. And you're like, do, do you have anything else? Like, I don't. So that's where, you know, you can come in as a marketer or a graphic designer and be like, okay, well, I worked on projects like this with people before. So I'm going to ask you questions based on my experience about this. Cause there are brokers, um, in both Philly and Baltimore, but I'm finding more in Baltimore that they have never had the privilege, yes, I will say privilege, of working with <laughs> a marketing person or a graphic designer. So they don't they don't know. So yeah. I would say it's more like a learning curve than a pain point. So kind of just yeah. being on the same page and you know, that goes hand in hand with what we've talked about, communication being key. Like it's a cliche, but it's so so true um, in any partnership, relationship, friendship, and in life, communication is really important. So I think communicating with each other to understand needs, because we all have, we all have the goal of doing good work for our business and getting new business and maintaining business, but we all have different ways of getting to that goal. So we all need to be understanding of like, okay, what role does brokerage play? What role do I play? And as a graphic designer, how long does it take to do certain things? Because if something's boilerplate, um, you know, just Cushman and Wakefield branded, templated, that that's something I'm like, yeah, I can I can get that to you in a few days. But it's it, as soon as someone says custom, I'm like, oh, we're gonna have to start to set deadlines, timelines, keep expectations realistic. And Mm -hmm. with expectations, um, I feel like, and this is something brokers have told me. So I'm not even saying like, oh, they, they do this and like, they don't have, so what brokers will do, which they have admitted is they will tell clients they can get them something not being aware of how long it takes just sure. to say like here's this really nice sounding deadline and you're yeah. like why yeah. why did you do that right. and when things like that happen I will say like hey you know it's it's really good for you to check with me um, before you set deadlines just to make sure we're not under promising because for me I always I always tell people when I can get them things, giving myself like a little bit of wiggle room, because I'll usually get it to them earlier, because you never, you never just want to overpromise and not be able to deliver. So being on the same page with that, I would say, um, yeah, that, yeah, that no, could you... be it. It could not be it. It's just a few things, but 
these are things. Yeah. Some good points. So I think, and here's a quick question. Do you find that product projects are running more smoothly when you set up kind of an initial meeting on a project first? And because sometimes I, I see projects come through in just like an email and that mm-hmm. pile of information, it's like, yo, let's all like get on a call. <laughs> yo, <laughs> like, I don't want to go back and forth 12 times to mm-hmm. ask 12 questions. Like, let's jump on a call. Let's jump on a zoom. Like in previous pre COVID times, let's get in the conference room and talk about what you need instead of sending me this, you know, 30% email really under, it's just so frustrating. So, right. True so, too. so there, there's, you know, that meme that's like this meeting could have been an email. And I feel like I have a really good gauge of what could be an email and what could be a meeting. So what I do is if someone sends me an initial email and I'm like, Oh, this sounds really straightforward. I feel like having a meeting would kind of be counterproductive because I understand everything you're saying in this. But if it's something a little bit more extensive or if I need to get a clearer image of what someone wants or what they need to get to me, because sometimes people will come to me with projects where I'm like, I don't know what a deliverable for this would be. Like you're, Mm -hmm. you're giving me this information, but not entirely, it's not entirely clear what what, what you're looking will for will be the result of this. Yeah. So that's when I'll set up a meeting, but sometimes I'm like, you know what, we're, we're in a pandemic. We're all working from home. So let me set up an initial meeting, especially with people I haven't worked with. So if I've never worked with someone, um, usually I'll try to set up a meeting to just be like, Hey, nice to virtually meet you. Um, you know, how can we work together? Yeah. Because it does make people feel more connected. Um, you know, sometimes you end up not, not talking about work and getting to know that person. And that's where like, you know, the relationship really starts and you guys can start, start, you know, establishing your, establishing yourselves as who you're going to be in each other's lives. So yeah. 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 I definitely agree with, agree with kickoff calls on certain projects. Mm -hmm. So you bring up a good point, building relationships with our brokers with the people that were designing or doing marketing, you know, communications work. So how can we build that? Does emotional intelligence play a role here? I'm curious if that was brought up in the book at all. Um, the book was just filled with so many, so many tidbits. Um, so I think I, I would consider myself very emotionally intelligent and I think the book kind of outlines what I was saying, how we all need to have an understanding of each other, but sometimes a more deeper understanding. Now in commercial real estate and in certain industries where not everyone's creative or of like the marketing mindset, you can't lay all these like design terms on them and be like, I did this because of this, like, oh, well, we can't do that because of that. You kind of need to put it more in corporate business terms. So the book talks about emotional intelligence in the way that overall, we need to be more understanding of each other. But as designers, we're not magicians. We wish we were at times because that would make life easier. But designers need time um 
designers sometimes can't get a project and be like, I know exactly what I'm going to do. Sometimes they can't even do research and spark inspiration there. I've, I've had people tell me, which knock on wood, there's, okay, there's wood by me knocking on it. Um, <laughs> it, it hasn't quite happened to me, but there have been designers that have had times where they have just been in ruts, like no creativity is coming out of them whatsoever. And, you know, the book also talks about how there's this one part where it talks about how people are in the office and there's like a designer just walking around looking out the window and someone's like, what, this guy's not even working, like what's going on? But we need that like, that other spot to go to or that time to just think like that is part of the creative process thinking and yes. sometimes thinking involves not doing anything but just that thinking so yeah it talks about yeah it talks about emotional intelligence in the way that you just need to have compassion for people I think emotional intelligence has to do with being self-aware it has to do with you know, understanding where someone's coming from, if they're in a different department than you, which when, when you know about it and when you are emotionally intelligent, which I, I need to try not to do is think like, well, how, why can't, why don't people think like that? I think like that. So how can they not, how can mm -hmm. someone just not put someone mm -hmm. in, you know, someone else's shoes? People don't think that way. And sometimes when you say to someone, you know what, what would you do if you were me? And they'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry <laughs> I did that to you. So it's, it's, you know, with any job, just understanding that you're working with people from all sorts of disciplines and learning how to communicate with them. And the part that graphic designers can do, because I know we're talking a lot about like what we need from other people, what they need to do, but what graphic designers can do is, be understanding of or be more understanding of like the business's ultimate goals and the broker's individual goals to not not be like resentful or not be jaded that like people are urgent about the things that they need um but since since the beginning when i started at cushman and wakefield i feel like my interviews were really a lot about emotional intelligence it's like okay we know you can design like let's talk about work culture and mm. you like sit in meetings I think like a, a really good feeling in my interviews at Cushman and Wakefield and just like in life is when you're talking to someone and this can happen in meetings too but when you're talking to someone and you like see their body language and they're just shaking their head and they have so much like genuine understanding of like what you're saying and they like really feel for what you're saying like that that's something I'd like to you know create through all my relationships and in meetings and that goes with being on the same page and communicating um I love it's like, that it's like group yeah like group projects in college it's like the, the best group project I've ever had was luckily for my senior capstone class and never in my life was I so in sync and on the same page with a team because we were constantly communicating and 
honestly, what has to, like a lot of what has to do with that is time and taking out the time. So that's why I'm saying if, if someone comes to you ahead of time, I think that's, that's important. If someone comes to you ahead of time, you know, knowing full well, they're going to need something instead of knowing about something, sitting on it for a week, and then saying, I need it two days later. There's a huge difference between that and taking as much time as you possibly can to work with someone to create something that will visibly and very apparently be thoughtful and intentional. So more projects like that, I know sometimes that's not possible, but I also know sometimes it is. So. Yeah, you make such, you're that. bringing up such great points. Very well said. I love what you said about creating connections with people and building these relationships and, and feeling like they understand you and they're nodding and they're, they're getting it and hopefully vice versa. Hopefully like you're learning from them. I, I love, I, you're, you're just hitting the nail on the head in so many ways. We can always learn from each other, even mm-hmm. if you're a broker, even if you're an owner, even if whatever, I, and I'm a, a communications person, we all have different strengths. We all have different ways that we do things and we can learn from each other and also, you know, bridge the gap. And that's how we create that partnership, these strategic partnerships on creating quality work together is that you come to the table with A, B, and C. I come to the table with D, E, F. And together, you know, we have a, a, an awesome piece of work because we're understanding each other. And I love what you're saying about the, just when you feel like you know that's where I think emotional intelligence, I know we're, we're not always going to love everyone we work with, but having that understanding of each other and compassion for each other and getting to know each other a little bit better, you, you just can work better with those people. I'm sure as time has gone on, the more and more you work with one specific team, you guys get in your group better, you know, like what expectations oh, yeah. are. So like the time aspect of it and kind of trial by error um, and learning from mistakes and all of those things, those all come into play to just get, create better, uh, and more efficient for everyone. So love what you've said you've, you're bringing up so many great points. I think to just leave everyone at the end of this with takeaways, um, what are a couple things I, I say brokers because we both work with brokers, but I'm trying to also spin it into, you know, owners or anyone in a firm in commercial real estate where you need the project created. So whether you're a manager or anything in a, in a, in a firm, but you are asking your marketing professionals to keep, to, to create something, to put something together, to make a presentation, to make this property marketing piece, whatever it is, what are what are a couple things they can focus on doing? And then from the marketing, which you already hit on, I just wanted to recap it, marketing professional side of things, what can they work on and work towards to bridge this gap and create strategic partnerships? So I think from the brokerage side of things, it would just be bringing everything you have to the table. When you have a new project, give me everything you have. If you know exactly what you want, tell me. Um, 
as a broker also, you know, be understanding that having marketing and graphic design is saving the company a lot of money. And if you build those relationships with the marketers and graphic designers, you'll get exactly what you want. Cause you're like, it's like you're working with your friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And as graphic designers, be assertive, know your value and ask questions. Um, What, what really, it, it like helped me kind of get to know more people within my company and be more comfortable with talking to people in general is my previous manager recommended that I have informational interviews with two people in research, an office broker in Philadelphia and a suburban broker uh, just outside of Philadelphia and Belay from the creative group. And if you feel like as a designer, if you feel like you're kind of disconnected and you feel like you're falling into that task taker category and you want to be a strategic partner, become one, like get to know your colleagues more and ask those questions, hold informational interviews because people love talking about themselves. Um, and you'll find out a lot a lot more than you thought you would because these people are experts in their fields and what they know can help you better design. Um, I've asked brokers like, you know, what what's going on out there in in the pandemic? Like, are we are, are we planning for the future? Are we speaking in present terms? How do you feel personally? What's your experience with working designer with designers or? you know, what can I, what can I do for us to better collaborate? So, yeah, I mean, you, you have a lot of power to make the job that you want and you're allowed to be assertive because when you are assertive and when you know exactly what you want, instead of not wanting to rock the boat and just going on a wild goose chase for information, that's, that's going to be counterproductive because everyone has their, their current role because they're good at it and because that's their strong suit. So everyone just needs to, needs to play to that. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's like a musical when it all comes together. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. It, It really boils down to, communication and expectations are key communication and timeline of expectations I would say Mm -hmm. are the biggest for me Um, yeah because it's fast paced it's a fast paced industry and I mean graphic designers need to be real realistic about the fact that I I wish I was just telling someone I'm like it kind of stinks that like I can't make all the work I do really great work. Some things really just need to get out in a few days and it needs to be boilerplate. And like, okay, there it goes. Yeah. But be be okay with that, but also be aware of those projects where you can take the time out. Yeah, yeah, good point. Well, thank you so much. This was oh my god, you're so welcome. Episode. I love hearing from just such a high end graphic designer. You produce really great work, beautiful work, and we're so lucky to hear your perspective and hear what you have to say and and provide some insight, not only from a different market, but just 
from someone who's really embodying a leadership role with what you're doing to create change within your firm. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate all your wisdom and experience. Yeah, I hope it was helpful. I mean, we're all human and it it's definitely easy to forget sometimes when there's a lot to do, but emotional intelligence and, you know, relationships aren't just part of everyday life. They're part of work too. And now we have this, this like full integration of work life. So I think now it's, it's more important than ever when, you know, works home, homes work. So yeah, totally. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Francesca. You're welcome. Thank you. For all the listeners on the show, please stay tuned for more great episodes from Create Ideas in Commercial Real Estate.